Another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. Welcome back. Hey, I realized something. What did you realize? This is the Pride episode. This is the Pride episode. Yeah. It's also the Halloween episode, they and I say think that, that makes sense. Do, does it make sense? I don't know. I, I like Halloween and Pride. I the figured out the timeline. Like. You figured out the timeline. They say it's October 29th, 1955, okay. in this episode. And? James Dean died on September 30th, 1955. It's been a month. It has been one month. A lot has happened. It's been a very busy month. Yeah. A lot of businesses were opened, for A example. lot of relationships changed. Yeah. Irrevocably. Wow. You know what we still are, though? In the 50s. It's still the 50s. It's still the 50s. We may never find out what the Smoke Man's deal is now. That's okay. And we're here to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I have a question from the audience. Really? Well, the audience is me. So <laughs> this is a question that I wanted to ask, and I asked our audience a question. Okay. So the question is me to the audience. Great. So the question is, Halloween costume, you have to be something from Riverdale, but it can't be a character. It has to be like an obscure thing and then i will read you some answers okay let me pull them up but you go first oh i have to pick first uh, yeah you have the, to pick first can my costume be man in bear costume yes it can great perfect that's such a great costume so wait would you dress up then like as a man dressing up like a man in a bear costume? that's that's kind of the thing yeah i think i have to wear like like one of those like morph suits that looks like just a naked body on top of my own and then put the bear for stuff on top of that. Yeah. That was <laughs> so that it looks totally. as stupid as possible. We got some good answers. One of them was the trash family. They showed up in season two or three to thread and chick and had Southern accents. Oh shoot. No, I should be the trash bag killer. You that should actually be my guy. Also an option. We also got Monica Posh, which I think is very cute. Um, Beth has a bunch of ideas, a sexy lamp. Mad Dogs 12-Pack, The Gay Woods. Uh, <laughs> oh, as like a concept. <laughs> as a concept, exactly. That's what I was hoping for, concepts. Dark Betty's wig, the guy who sells leather jackets to the gangs, in quotation marks, of Riverdale. <laughs> Veronica's Uncut Gems, a.k.a. Veronica, but as Sandler in Uncut Gems. Yeah. And, and, of course, the highs and lows of high school football. <laughs> I love it. This is chapter 128. It is. We've done so many of these. It is crazy to think that we've had 128 moments where we've been sitting and talking about the show. Yeah. Would you like to know what the episode is called? Yeah. Okay, so it's Halloween 2, 1981 American slasher film, which I did not realize this, but it was not directed by John Carpenter. It's directed by somebody named Rick Rosenthal. Interesting. In his directorial debut. Um, it was written and produced by John Carpenter, though, and Deborah Hill, starring Jamie Lee Curtis. And anyway, if you guys have seen Halloween, you know it's about Michael Myers. Um, in the first Halloween, you know, they catch him, kind of, sort of. They shoot him, and they're like, oh, thank God, he's fine. You've seen him, right? I've seen Halloween. Yeah. Yes. I saw it with you at a Because, like, that first Halloween barely has an ending. Right. They're like, he fell out a window, and then they look out the window, and just, he's not there. He's not and they're there. like, well, that's bad. And then the movie ends. So, so anyway, so this movie, like, I think it was six years or, no, I think it was three years. It was three years, 1978. Um, but basically, it starts with Lori goes to a hospital. It's like, ah, oh, I guess this Michael Myers problem wasn't really solved. 
He wasn't caught. Of course, he terrorizes her at the hospital, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she finds out. I have not seen Halloween 2. Yeah, it's... But this okay. is the one where they reveal their siblings? Yes. It, she has, like, these, like, flashbacks where she's like, right, like, I was adopted or he was adopted. I honestly don't remember which. Anyway, all of this doesn't really matter because then in the new Halloween franchise, they They've erase it. they this a bunch of times. Yes. It's happened... Yes. Because there was also the Rob Zombie Halloween, and I think yes. that had a sequel, maybe. And I did not right. see that, though. And, like, the new ones, which I saw Halloween and Halloween Ends, but I didn't see Halloween Kills. Yeah, but, that's yeah, the one that, that people really the don't like. The new Halloween also is, pretends this one didn't happen, right? Exactly. So the new one with Jamie Lee Curtis basically is a sequel to Halloween, pretending <laughs> Halloween 2 is not, like real at all yeah um or halloween 3 or halloween taking a taking a yeah. page out of terminator's book yeah i think it actually works um because you don't get an explanation in the second halloween franchise that spins out of the first one with jamie lee curtis why michael myers is doing this there's no like backstory he's just like the face of evil he's just like the embodiment the of evil yes the shape of it maybe that's what it was yeah sounds at right at the same time Laurie has like one major run in with Michael Myers in that first Halloween. Right. He's mostly around killing other people for that whole movie. It's not for personal. her to then spend <laughs> the next decades out in the woods because of that feels like I would bought into that a little bit more if maybe one other Halloween movie happened to her. Right. Like But they didn't want the sibling thing. I think that was I guess, specifically though. the part they wanted to jettison because they felt most comfortable with him being a shape of evil and not her brother well because it because then she's not trying to save him right she's just in the in the path of michael myers and it's like yeah she's just like a girl yeah and then she's freaked out about him and it's unclear in the new halloweens yeah well the later one he's like seems to be zoning in on her but that first one seems like he's like he doesn't realize she gives she knows him <laughs> until he's like in her house and she's locked all the doors and he's like wait what and he's like oh weird <laughs> imagine though like if someone like someone you've been obsessed with for whatever reason like a nemesis in like high school or something right. and then like they show up and you're like ah I've been, this is us like doing a match whatever it's like the thing right. i've been thinking about forever and they're Which like is, i have no idea who you are it's ironic because like it is kind of what we are getting in the show right now where for 90% of the characters in the show, you tell them about a milkman, they're like, what are you... What are you talking about? Huh? Who's Ethel? No, <laughs> there's been murders this year? And then like, yeah, and, and Jughead's like, we gotta stop them! <laughs> they're out there! There is one other thing about Halloween 2 that I did want to bring up, which I think is potentially why this show named ho- this episode Halloween 2 instead of like anything right. else. Because there was an episode in first season, second season called Halloween? Something like that. Yeah. There was. But this... There was a case called the Halloween 2 murders um, in which there was like murders and the people blamed watching the movie Halloween 2. Like they were like, I was high when I watched Halloween 2 and therefore I committed these murders. And so I think that that could have been a hint about how the, they're doing the moral panic with the comics. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just a really weird coincidence. Yeah. Well, well we won't know for... While why anything is happening. Right. Or ever. Yeah. It's potentially ever. This episode was written by Felicia Ho. This is she's a co-producer and this is her first Riverdale episode. I was gonna say, I don't remember Felicia. She has also written on Kung Fu Panda, the Dragon Knight, oh. and The Girl in the Woods. 
The Girl in the Woods sounds very different from the Kung Fu Panda show. Yeah, <laughs> but like, hey, congrats on getting from animated cartoon yeah. spinoff of a movie to something like Riverdale. That's I, I don't know how hard it is to make that jump from from kids cartoon to I think teen drama. Yeah, I think people do it for sure. I mean, it just depends on I guess the strength of your sample and et cetera, et cetera, in both spaces. But congratulations. This episode was directed by Ronald Paul Richard. He's the cinematographer turned director who did the season premiere in the second episode. Nice. Don't worry, darling. And of course, our favorite title, Skip, Hop, and Thump. Right, of course. It didn't make us upset. And it didn't ruin the flow that we had with <laughs> no, all the titles. It wasn't a problem at all. I divided this episode into three storylines. We have this cat lady. Okay. <laughs> the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. And Good Vibrations. Let's do Good Vibrations first. All right. Reggie has never celebrated Halloween because he grew up on a farm. Sure. Sure. Whatever you need to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Famously. Yeah. It's like everyone in town is like, we all don't celebrate Halloween. And then Reggie says, I too have never celebrated <laughs> Halloween. Except that later they're like, we actually, JK, have been celebrating Halloween, which was really annoying. And the whole town is, a, and we'll get into that in another story, but yeah. like the whole town is like, we don't do Halloween, but we do do Halloween decorations and they're everywhere. Right. Of course. Betty, Archie, and Reggie are all dressed up in like their, their little coveralls and their bandanas on their heads. Love being it. Being cute, fixing up the car together. And not Betty's, a car. Not a... Clarify again. <laughs> not a car. Betty's just too horny. Okay, we have to stop, guys. It's been literally nine episodes of this. Find something new, please. I don't say this a lot, but I can't. I cannot have her have another fantasy about someone. I don't care. I don't even care what it is at this point. Please. I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so, so ready. Betty killed, Betty murdered people and then also solved murders in the other, in the other timeline. And I just don't, I think we need something else. Suddenly desperate for her to have a dark side that threatens to take <laughs> exactly. over. Exactly. Where's her like shoving her fingernails into Can her Can we palms? please get some anxiety in this girl? It's crazy. Girl. If only you knew what happened to you in the other timeline. This is wild. Well, Richie interrupts Betty fantasizing about being the meat in that man which Gross. To invite her out for a real Halloween with Reggie. Love it. Betty defines a real Halloween as one- Trick-or-treating. Yeah. Two, visiting a graveyard. I didn't do that. I've never done that. I do do on that. On Halloween. Right, I do that other times of the year, weirdly, but anyway. Three, necking in a haunted house. I've never done that because the Halloween houses that I go to, those are expensive. If, yeah, if we're going to a haunted house, <laughs> we're going to be staring at some stuff. Yeah. I don't, did no one care about the horror, the scares in the haunted houses back then? I don't know. I guess they mean like a literal haunted house as opposed to like a haunted house, like the way I'm describing it. Just it just seems like every girl in the 50s in this show is like the only way I can want to make out with someone if, if I'm terrified. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. That is weird. We could unpack that. Mm. Or Frank tells the baseball team not to wild. Sorry baseball team there was never a baseball team baseball they don't play baseball in this <laughs> Crazy. town That'd be you outside. can only do that outside wild frank tells the bulldogs basketball team not to wild out on halloween i've never heard the term like wild out in re reference to this no it's usually nick cannon wild and out right exactly yeah, the show of course. uh well they all agree but in the lockers julian says they're not gonna do that wow i'm so surprised to hear this from julian <laughs> julian Julian's plan is to go out in a car wearing Cobra Kai skeleton costumes for the night. 
Yeah. I guess he does kung fu. Karate, what am I saying? I absolutely can't stand Julian anymore, and I take back every uh, thing that I said about him. Well, Fangs won't be there because he's playing at a Rocky Horror Picture Show, and everyone asks what that is. (laughs) And then Reggie says he's out for his valid reasons. (laughs) Yeah, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Also... Uh, like uh, Julian was like, I actually didn't ask you things. Um, <laughs> sorry. I know we're on the team, but you and I were not cool. I just no. want to establish that. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. So Veronica asks Betty what she's up to here with all this business, and Betty admits that she is also getting butterflies for Reggie. Great. And Veronica is fine with that. They are in a polyamorous relationship. They're just like, yeah. They didn't realize they were, but they are. <laughs> like, this is 100% one, Yeah, no, they're they're interested in the same, but working together yeah. and have no problems with it. They absolutely are. I know. <laughs> like, when did, when did uh, that get established? Not sure, but yeah. Veronica suggests Betty use the night to figure out where she's pointed. Meanwhile, Mary Andrews made Archie and Reggie cowboy and spaceman costumes. And they're really fucking good. They're really good. They say that it made her cry because she's not in this episode. Right. (laughs) Uh, But she's like, this is the last time I'll make you Halloween costumes. Did your parents make Halloween costumes? God, no. Yeah, me either. My mom has a job. She's not going to (laughs) spend time making me a Halloween costume. We went to Party City, like like September 30th, we went to Party City. We got like our Halloween costumes. That's pretty early, though. Yeah, I don't, maybe not always that early, but Mm -hmm. if you didn't go early enough, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get one, like in my town. Like, they were gone. And I always wanted to be, this is actually relevant, I always wanted to be Josie and the Pussycats because they had these costumes. I guess it was from the movie. I don't really know. But they had these costumes, and they were, like, absurdly sexy for, like, children's Halloween costumes. And my mom, not because she was like, you can't wear something sexy, though I'm sure that's how she felt. Mm-hmm. She was like, you're going to be too cold. It's October in New York. You have to wear a turtleneck, a white turtleneck, under these costumes. And I was always devastated by that. I was like, why can't I have no, a belly shirt? I 100% agree that the, <laughs> I mean, not about the belly shirt thing, but like the worst part about wearing any costume on Halloween in New Jersey is like, well, you're that wearing a jacket. Right. Yeah. You're not that. You're that as a costume with a jacket on top. My mom never wanted me to wear the jacket. I think this is also part of it. Like, sh- I would say that. I'd be like, I'll wear a jacket. She was like, then it'll ruin the costume. <laughs> so I was like, I think putting a white turtleneck underneath these costumes. That's funny, too. Yeah. That. I guess now we live in a time where you can just get your kids some Under Armour or something. Yeah, I don't probably know. be okay. I don't, I don't know. But I probably should have been wearing that slutty costume anyway. Just saying. Well, I was nine. Yeah. Too late now. <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> The boys talk about Betty. Reggie's been getting vibes off of her. Vibrations. Good vibrations. Yeah, they're good. Archie's been getting vibes forever. Huh. Hmm. They consider Betty might want one of them. Or both. They never consider she wants both of them. (laughs) Hello. Dumb. So their plan is to keep eyes out for Betty to show clear signs for one of them or the other. And then the other will peel off. And then they draw guns on each other, and it's very like, cute. I love their friendship. I think it's very weird that Betty is the circle, not the circle, the center of this love triangle, because it feels like so, like out of nowhere in a lot of ways. Not that it, like we've established it a couple of episodes ago, but it is odd. Right. For all the seasons we've done, name one Betty Reggie story. 
right, and not even story, moment of interaction. Right. Generally, like. It's so good now and so weird that we're only getting to it now. I know. I can imagine that being really thrilling in the writer's room when you're totally. working on season seven of a show and you like crack the code and you're like, wait, we've never done this before. And it's just so funny. It's like, I just never expected them to even be in the same room. Yeah. And now they're... All they had to do was change everything about Reggie and Betty. Right, exactly. They need to be completely new people. In the show. (laughs) And also, it has to be 1955. Something where, like, these two are good together. Love it. Amazing. So, Dilton Doily has agreed to pretend to be a child for Betty, Archie, and Reggie to, quote-unquote, chaperone. To be fair, they're, like, they're 16. I think you could still go. I don't know. Well, not in this town. Yeah, I guess I thought you weren't supposed to do anything related to Halloween. Apparently, in this it's town. okay for taking a kid out. I guess Dylan says it's hard to say no to a girl like Betty. Okay. <laughs> then Betty walks in in a Goldilocks costume and explains that she wanted to dress up as the girl who had to try all three beds to decide. Uh huh. <laughs> you would not know she's Goldilocks. I just want to point Does that Dylan out. Does Dylan have a shot? <laughs> I was gonna say it was like he would be the small bear, right? The small bed. <laughs> Who would be the medium bed? I guess Archie's the medium bed. Reggie's the big bed. Yeah, because Reggie's the largest person. I, I think so. And that's it just makes sense. It's a weird thing to say. I think Dilton does have a shot. It's I think um, they're endgame. Reggie is loving his first Halloween. He's doing poses <laughs> at the doors when he's saying happy Halloween. Uh, they see Julian and the Cobra Kai, Kai boys uh, <laughs> drive around smashing mailboxes. That's when Dylan very logically goes, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm wearing a pumpkin head. That's too good of a target. I oh, can't. I absolutely hate the whole like mischief night chaos. It's So they do it on Halloween. Yeah, I'm sure It must I... be decades before they realize the scheduling error there mm, yes. and swap things up. I hate it. It makes me so uncomfortable. I just can't imagine how bored people were. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, you know what could make good night is if we just drive around attacking mailboxes with a baseball bat. Yeah, it's also just like, that's fucked. Like, that's... It's a rude thing to do, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's also, isn't that government property? That's like not I'm even... Probably. <laughs> I guess technically. The ones on the street? Yeah, yeah, I don't think that you have to put those yourself. I think that like the... the state wow. not the state wow. the county i don't know for shame julian yeah for shame it's supposed to be an upstanding member of society yeah i don't know if that's true anyway our gang goes to the graveyard betty and reggie howl together <sighs> it's weird it's a weird date he tells her <laughs> wolves howl to attract a mate and then calls himself an alpha and she's like "Ooh, an alpha uh, betty <laughs> if you lived in this time period you would realize what a red flag yeah, that's, that was that's a, that was just a chorus of red flags unfortunately disgusting yeah and they see the cobra kai's drive by uh betty finds archie by fred's grave oh. they reminisce together they're like remember how he would like be friends with that guy at all of the uh at all of the panels we'd go and do. Oh and my god, they went hands. to high school together. Uh, I love Luke Perry. Reggie notices that. And then I think they go to the ghost house, but I also think the ghost house is Ethel's house. Yes, I think it it's is. It's like unclear, but they're like, this is where those murders happen, right? And it's definitely not Brad Rayberry's home. Right, so, no. They don't know who Ethel is. <laughs> so Betty came to this house. Right. Ethel lived with her, yes. And took a sex book out of it that was Ethel's. Right, right. Didn't ask Ethel about it. No. 
Ethel gets kicked out of Betty's home and sent to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Right. Betty doesn't do a thing about it. Betty doesn't care. <laughs> Betty barely knows Ethel. Betty's like, it's Halloween and I need a haunted house. Ethel's house is empty and her parents' totes died. We gotta use that. Do you think the meat grinder is still there? <laughs> there was never a real <laughs> meat grinder. In my mind, it was like Ethel walked in but and like, there was Ethel, a meat grinder. Ethel should have a problem with Betty. Yeah, I, doesn't she have a problem with Betty in the future timelines, actually? She does. It's so unclear. It is. Anymore. No, she hates Betty because because she loves Jughead. The vibes, Ethel, Ethel still loves Jughead. That oh is like one consistent it's thing. It's so funny. It's pathetic. I'm so sorry, uh, Yeah, Ethel. no, it's it's not fun, but it is. It, it hurts is my heart funny. because I've been Ethel, you know? Me and Cole Sprouse specifically. <laughs> of course. He of knows, course. I'm sure. And Betty goes to raid Ethel's refrigerator for 11 up. And that's when Reggie tells Archie he's peeling out. And I think that's a good And Archie's call. like, why? And he's like, this is Ethel's house. And Archie's <laughs> like, who's Ethel? <laughs> what? Okay. So we get Julian coming up on Reggie with the baseball bat. But instead yeah. their car slows down and they invite Reggie inside. And they say they're headed over to Greendale to, quote, raise some hell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to Sabrina stuff, but I don't like them just casually being like, I know. we're going to fuck up Greendale on Halloween. Yeah, where is Greendale? How far is it? Very unclear. Yeah. It's nearby Like New York enough. City is nearby and Snowball Prep is inching closer and closer to Riverdale every day. Mm-hmm. Well, Reggie gets in the car, but that'll be fine, right? No, he's going to turn evil and I don't like it. Archie and Betty know what's up. They're about to kiss, and then they hear milk bottles. Oh, no. Betty sees this guy in the window, but then he vanishes like Michael Myers. <gasps> Crazy. And they, they punch it out of there, past the fresh milk bottles So in the house. could it just have been a, a regular milk delivery? delivery? Is that what do you think? I'm going to say it was. That would be an incredible <laughs> twist if it's like, Scott works late nights. <laughs> yeah, how much milk do these people drink? Like, so much milk. Maybe milk just went bad faster? I think that's definitely true. But, I mean, milk doesn't last that long now, does it? I don't know. I don't really drink regular milk that They were probably milk. also getting it from, like, a local dairy farm. Right, so it's not pasteurized? Mm. Pasteurization existed. Right. I don't know. I wouldn't drink it personally. Gross. You think living in the mid ni- mid 20th century is bad? Imagine living in the 19th century. Oh yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. you should. No, that's just your doctors just... don't recommend living in the 19th century. I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. You're just like drinking it right from the teat at that point. It's just not good. Here's a scene where I'm probably going to get maybe too angry about. Great. <laughs> Archie walks Betty home and they are about to kiss. When Alice opens the door and drags Betty inside. She's not her mother. That's actually true. What the fuck? Yeah. If you're going to do these things, make them matter. Also, why are you holding off on a Betty Archie kiss at mid-season of your final season? Just do it. They already kissed. What are you talking about? Why are you putting roadblocks in the way of this happening? (laughs) Did they kiss? No, they didn't. They just looked at each other naked. Yeah. And first episode, Jughead threw out the comment about how the only way to set the world right is to have those be making out. But I, (laughs) if that's true, 
put it on the table now because you're yeah, killing me here. No, you I know. can't just have Alice go, I'm going to change everything you know about me right now mm. just to prevent this from happening in this one moment and we'll never talk about it again. It would be interesting if Alice like knew something about like that they were going to go back to like the present day. And that, this that would be thing, great. I would yeah. love if Alice knew anything. She doesn't, though, I don't think. Did you see what I'm saying here? Yeah. Where it's just like, what are we delaying with these arbitrary and made-up things that aren't in character? What's the point? I know. It's like, what are we waiting for? We, have, we actually have 11 episodes left. Right. Yeah. You actually don't have time to delay. Yeah. Time is of the essence, guys. We've got to get back to the future, which I really hope is an episode title. Frank wakes Archie and tells him there's been an accident. Oh, no. A car full of bulldogs went into the river, and Reggie isn't home. Oh, he's fine. He can swim. He's fine. Right? They all can swim. Oh, great. Yeah, it's fine. This is not a problem. (laughs) I refuse to believe it. Maybe Julian's dead, fingers crossed. You know what's interesting? If Julian dies in Sweetwater River, that could be interesting. That could be interesting. Yeah. You know what? That would have been so cool to have done four episodes ago. I know. It would have been. But I'll take it now. All right. Where do you want to go next? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Great. So something before we get into it is I am a huge fan of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, have excellent. been since I was eight years old. My parents for a long time didn't let me watch past the time warp because it gets really sexy after that. Mm-hmm. But then I was eight and I was like, but please. And they were like, yeah, fine. We give up. But I still can't say the word sucks in front of my mom. So it's just weird. Like personally <laughs> or like your mom doesn't want to hear it? No, like, I can't, like, she'll be like, language. It's like, I'm 31. Just say the word, so, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just a little fun fact about my, my upbringing. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. I love the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I think my mom and I are going to go when we want to. Hey, that's awesome. I know, I'm excited. I've never seen <gasps> the Rocky Horror Picture what? Show. What? I have seen the Glee episode. Do you want to go? It's really fun. I would probably get a better experience out of going to one of those like big performances yes. of it well, okay. than I would out of watching it at home. So fun fact about that. Um, I don't think it's every single performance, but when I went to my first shot, like shadow cast, which is when they perform the movie in front of the movie, mm-hmm. like a shadow for the film. No, know. I got it. So they call upon people who have never seen a shadow cast before. And those are like the virgins. Uh-huh. And then you have to do something embarrassing. So I was at Vassar College, which is such an interesting college. It's mm-hmm. so cool and so fun and so unique. And I was there with my friend Jason, um, who was in the show. I want to say that they were, who were they? Can't remember. Anyway, I had to do something really embarrassing, like fake an orgasm or something on stage. Oh, wow. And I was like 17 years old. But it was so fun. And I hope you have that experience. <laughs> Faking yes. an orgasm on, on stage. stage. Exactly. Excellent. Great. Yes. Veronica's living in the baby lion. The baby lion, of course. Who could forget? She wears a sexy witch costume to school. Her outfit is like so sexy. I had to text you guys. I was like, that's inappropriate for anyone. It would be aggressive today in a school. That was worse than the Josie and the Pussycats costume that I wore when I was nine. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody in the hallways has a costume on. And I do like the way (laughs) she plays it. Like she's mad at everyone else. Like, what are you doing? You're making me look stupid. <laughs> yeah, she looks great though, actually. Not a single named character has a costume on either. Until later when they all yeah. have costumes. What's the deal? Riverdale doesn't celebrate Halloween. It's a footloose town. It's a footloose town. It's a footloose situation yeah. but for Halloween. Teenagers are banned from the streets after sundown because of a tragedy a few years ago in which a carload of students died in an accident. 
outraising heck. Hey, we just mentioned that in the other story. Oh my god, it happened again. Shoot. Just the exact same thing. The thing that you were most worried about. It has happened a second time. I hope that doesn't play into any of the patriarchy's goals. Oh no. Bet it will. <gasps> oh god. So Veronica demands they have Halloween because from her perspective, teenagers need to pretend to be something else, to be a kid again, to kiss somebody, and blame it on the Halloween spirit. Uh-huh. And to honor the dead. All of those three things. All these goals that can be achieved. So Veronica's one good story about her parents is that time they celebrated the Day of the Dead. Which seemed like it was like a two-minute activity. Yeah, and then they went to bed. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing Veronica Halloween Lodge is here to shake things up. <laughs> and then Jughead enters the scene and starts slapping milk cartons out of people's hands. Which is hilarious. Drink funny. only powdered milk. Though there has never been an establishment that the milk is bad. Correct. Like... He's going off of nothing here. There's no reason why he would believe that. I mean, I wouldn't drink it either I don't, given the unless he's like at that point being like were they poisoned by the milk we but don't know yeah no well, one's it's, it's, we haven't seen any we don't know what the bodies looked like in well, any were, of these cases they were certainly covered in blood ethel was covered in blood right i don't think she but yeah but bradbury couldn't have been raybury Ray couldn't have been because he faked it for suicide right yes he was stabbed 40 times in an awful suicide <laughs> I guess you could stab yourself a lot. Like, it would be hard. Yeah, I think it would be pretty hard. Yeah. I don't know if you, <laughs> you could, could really accomplish that many on yourself. Yeah. And that's some level of self-loathing. That right, right, yeah, it would hurt. A lot of people don't have. Yeah. Veronica reads an old ad for a baby lion ghost show when she hears a sound from the projection booth, and it is Kevin and Clay kissing in the dead oh, night. I love that for them. She's glad they're there because she needs to hold a staff meeting. <laughs> Perfect. My staff is here. She knows what they're doing for Halloween. They're going to host a Rocky Horror Picture Show. I go, what? What is that? That feels like a thing that won't exist for another yeah. 25 years. Where did you get this music from? Yeah, it's in the future. It's mine. <laughs> in Hollywood, everything is 20 years ahead. Veronica sets up her booth at the school, promising a fun party night with the students. And she's going to also um, resurrect the kids who died. Cool. And everyone's like, we love that. That's not gross at all <laughs> that you're saying that right now. That doesn't make us uncomfortable. No, no, it's very appropriate. We definitely don't know those kids personally or their families. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is because Veronica would do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sucks kind of sometimes. Tony wants to spend Halloween with Cheryl and asks if she can join in for the Rocky Horror Picture Show tonight. And Cheryl goes, what, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's this, And how would you even go about explaining it even if it was of this time? I can't really tell you what it's about. Like, I can generally, but, like, right, but once like, we get into the... Very quickly, gritty, there's a lot of, like, excuse me, a what? <laughs> yeah, it's really... He's a huh? It's such a good, good movie, though. I love it. The music is so good. John, I can't wait for you to watch it. It's so good. I, I heard it from the Glee episode. I know. And this as, one. Yeah, the music is... is The original music is the best. Mm -hmm. The Glee episode Listen, is fine. I'm shivering with anticipation. Cheryl uh, God, usually no, hosts a sleepover. Patient, patient, go. Uh, Cheryl usually hosts a uh, sleepover, but Tony suggests they could be masked off on a night like Halloween. Then at dinner with Julian, Cheryl, and Penelope, Penelope suggests the girls sleep in the main hall so they can't get up to any hanky panky. And then she collects her paycheck and leaves for the rest of the episode. <laughs> 
And they actually don't even have it at Cheryl's house. They don't. <laughs> like an, an absolutely pointless scene. Yeah, it looked expensive though. It's like we got the whole setup. Yeah. We had a company move <laughs> into a different stage. Yeah, this is the case where you could have literally just been like, my mom said that we have to stay in the hallway. It's like weird that a producer, a live yeah. producer at no point was like, well, let's just uh, have Penelope not come in this week. Right, right. And like erase the a whole location. Alice pops into the baby lion to tell Veronica how every Halloween people stay home to watch her and Hal host shock theater on the local TV station. <laughs> and she's, she's like having a whole like little like and a mini feud with Veronica that at the end is just like and it doesn't actually matter at all right. <laughs> because it's not going to affect my viewers who are different from yours. We are serving different target audiences we are at a time where demographics or like ratings are like people have one tv in their house yeah so the tv's gonna be on for you no matter what right so she's just mad because she doesn't like this she doesn't like this yeah yeah no you you nailed it um (laughs) veronica's like i'm servicing an entirely different demographic (laughs) and alice says you're on notice hate that demographic yeah my daughter's in that demographic and i hate her too i'm gonna ruin a moment for her later tonight even though i said i wouldn't do that anymore alice needs therapy like deep deep therapy and like she's not gonna go i would be having fun talking about her therapy if there was any sign they were going to do that no no, but i'm starting to get the feeling she might just be the worst for the rest of the series yeah and it's really starting to feel like the show is going to end in such a way where it's like and Riverdale lived on. <laughs> and well, they continued their adventures for decades forever. <laughs> unless unless the show literally, like, the comet hits them, and then it's, like, over, and then, like, it resets itself. Like, I don't know. It's going to be weird. They're going to end this show in a weird way. I just know it. I I'm excited. I just keep thinking about how, like, Roberto was upset that Netflix canceled Sabrina, and he was, like, threatening to continue the story in comic books, which is funny because he never finished the original run of Chilling Sabrina comics because he got the show. Ironic. And, like, is that, will he suddenly come, suddenly come out with the same attitude of, like, well, I'm just going to continue the Riverdale comics. Maybe, though. But, like, then I'm like, And then we'll have to do a Buddy. <laughs> Wait, so I was watching TikTok, as I do every day, that I'm not with other people, um, and every single moment of my life. Yeah, no, I got it. I'm with you. So, oh my God, I forget his name. You would recognize him. Luke? I want to say his name's Luke Cook. I want to say that's his name. He's from Sabrina. But he, um, he was like, yeah, there's a chance that Sabrina might come back. And I was like, feels like this is wishful thinking on Luke Cook's part. But... He was like, yeah, Roberto said that he has like two more seasons and that I was like, I don't know. I don't think it's coming back. Roberto's doing other things. No, that's hilarious. That's like the stuff I see on Instagram now that's like showrunner of the Flash TV show had plans for season 10 that included crossover with every other show you you like. And I'm like, yeah, he had plans. Yeah, he had that one line in an interview. That show didn't have money. He wasn't going to do anything. Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah. Grant, Grant's eyes were dead for seven years on that show. <laughs> After season three, there's <laughs> nothing behind those eyes. Midge comes to tell Cheryl she needs to be excused from the slumber party. She simply does not want to go. <laughs> Thanks for forming at the Rocky Horror Picture Show, whatever that is. Yeah. She wants to be there to figure out what that is. <laughs> Cheryl turns her down and then rethinks. 
Evelyn could host Thumber Party and they could go to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, whatever it is. But they'd have to keep it a secret, which will be easy because they don't even know what it is. <laughs> they both admit they're good at keeping secrets and offer to tell each other truths at the end of the night. Which is a weird way to do it because they could just say it now. They could say it now and yeah. they could just be friends. Right. But also, like, this is actually the most any version of Midge has ever done with a main cast member. That's and true. it's kind of exciting for that reason. Proud of you, Midge. Good for you. Well, the party gets into full swing at the baby lion. Thanks is a Dracula costume and even learned a second song. Wow, two Congratulations, songs. he's going to make it. <laughs> Tony's so glad Cheryl made it. She and Midge are sick. What? They're sick. They're, they said they have a 24-hour flu. Oh, sorry. I missed that, I think. Veronica, thanks everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Veronica thanks everybody for coming out. Just before they watch Frankenstein at midnight, this party sounds exhausting. It's so long. It's midnight show things are hard. Though Rocky yeah. Horror is famously a midnight show. She gives them her electrifying resurrection. Some of you may have even known them. Uh, <laughs> but in this case, it's Tony, it's Clay, it's Kevin, it's Cheryl. It's every gay character we have. Wow. Wait. Yo, it's really it's cool. It's pride. It's pride. But they're in black varsity jackets and cheerleader uniforms. They do a whole... I don't, I don't know this song. Which so, song is okay, it? Okay, so this is the floor show um, song at the end of the... It's basically like the final number of Rocky Horror. Interesting. Yeah, so it's like it it's like goes into, I think, three different songs. But basically, quick summary of what Rocky Horror is about. Brad and Janet, newly engaged couple, they um, are going on a road trip to meet like the professor who... Um, was the teacher in the class where they met and he was like, oh, you should like date the other one. Mm. Anyway, so they end up like stumbling upon this castle which has Frank and Frutter, um, Frank, who is doctor, basically a Dr. Frankenstein, but he's a transvestite, to use his terms, sweet mm -hmm. transvestite, um, from Transylvania, transsexual Transylvania, which I think is a different planet and not actually like you think he's an alien no he is an alien oh okay so he is an alien um and he's there to show off basically his like frankenstein monster named rocky so rocky horror rocky is the frankenstein's monster while there the professor they were going to see ironically is there and he's like enemies with the doctor for some reason huh Anyway, they all stay overnight, and they're going to take the castle back to the home planet. I don't know. Frank and, Frank and Futter has sex with both Brad and Janet, and then Janet has sex with Rocky. It's a lot of stuff happening. It's the best movie in the entire world. Do I need I to know all it. this for the song? You won't be able mm. to recognize what happens when you're watching this film, really. <laughs> so, anyway, they at the end, this is a floor show that they do. Mm-hmm. For no reason. Oh. Um, so, but there's, yeah, there, it's no, there's no reason. They just do it. And then at the end, they go to a different planet or something. I don't know. It's a really hard movie to explain to you. I guess my question is this. Yes. Is this the song they're really singing in this scene? Mm, that's, what do you mean? Thorny knot to untangle that right. maybe is overthinking. But if this song is this song from that movie... It does not exist in 1955. Right, right. But there is a performance in front of everybody right. <laughs> where Cheryl kisses Tony. Yeah. What song are they singing? What song did everybody hear? Did they hear this song from Rocky Horror Picture Show that they 
I guess, made up or (laughs) led to by the spirit of Halloween? (laughs) Or is the song a stand-in for a song from the time period? Right, I know. And if so, what song has this energy? So it's funny because I just watched this movie called, did I talk about this already on the podcast, Sound of My Voice? So it's this Brit Marling movie where she's a cult leader allegedly from the future. And someone says, can you sing us a song? You were talking about this From the future. Yeah. And it's like, that's exactly what I think is happening here. Uh Uh-huh. I don't, yeah. Very unclear. You know, there haven't been a lot of songs this year. Right. They probably should have stuck to things before 1955, but the music is limited. I can understand why they don't want to do a lot of songs from the time period. There's shockingly few gay anthems in 1955. Sure. It's also been so few performances that this feels now strange. They could have done Tutti Frutti again. They could have done Tutti Frutti a third time. (laughs) I think that would have been actually a really funny bit if it slowly came to light that he only knows one song. It's Tutti Frutti and that is it. And that's going to make him a, a very rich rock star in three months or less. Team Baby Lion cleans up. And Veronica suggests a weekly midnight movie. She's like, it'll be great. I won't be alone. The gays need to talk to her. (laughs) Hey, are you living here? You in trouble with your parents? Which is a dumb question to ask. You're all in trouble with your parents. Always, constantly. She admits she's staying, but tells them the Pembroke is undergoing renovations. I don't think there's a shower in this building. Like, why would there be? It would be really funny if she was doing things like showering at the school that we know Jughead Jughead, did in season one. It would be really cool if like, you guys pursued that thing that you did that we really liked. I just am going to pretend that she put a shower in here. Because I I hope she showered. You know? Her hair looks great. I hope so too. Her hair does. Her as like the ringleader with everyone doing the dance at the end, that was really fun. I like that. Jacob hated that. He didn't like that they did the group line dance? No, no, I think he hated Veronica's like portion of the song. I could go into whose voices I thought were best, but I feel like it's no, not important. No. It's I, Tony and Kevin. Yeah, I didn't think the rest of them were singing in the correct key for the song, but that was a whole other conversation. Yeah, but hey, Clay, congratulations on the abs. Yeah, that's great. that great. Good for you. Yeah, I don't know why Kevin had to wear a shirt, but... Kevin is like, please, I'm hot. You have to know it. He's just like, guys. One day. I found this in my trailer. Can we explain this, please? (laughs) Get it out of here. Oh, man. Bummer. They're like, you can't both be shirtless. Oh, crazy. Crazy. If you were straight, you'd both be shirtless. (laughs) All the time, forever, for the rest of time. Because if he was a straight blob, he'd be with a human woman. Oh, my God. Guys, please watch the other two. It is so fucking funny. Cheryl congratulates Midge on the baby. And Midge congratulates Cheryl on her public kiss. Love it. They're all so happy to put their masks away tonight. Fangs is also in this scene and doesn't speak a word. Evelyn, over by the counter, overhears everything. Well, and collects her paycheck for the week. Fortunately, however, you know, they're in the most private place in yeah. Riverdale. Thank so. God. If I'm going to have a private conversation anywhere in Riverdale, I'm going to have it in a booth at Pops where right. nobody else ever goes. Exactly. It's not the one, one third place. At two in the morning. No. Crazy. Where... You would have noticed her come in. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. Veronica celebrates the Day of the Dead alone. She finds a picture of her family together. And it's a nice (sighs) old-timey photo. I do have one note. Hiram should have a mustache. Why not? I can't Mm. explain it, but I need it. Yeah, he should. (laughs) When you think about it, at this time, his grandfather from that flashback episode should technically be him, right? 
Yeah. What are you talking about? Or a father, I guess. I don't want to hear that from you. Okay. Uh, it's fine. Why? It's not helping. <laughs> the logic is not. Sad. We got to talk about, speaking of logic, we got to talk about this cat lady. Oh, yeah, this cat lady. This cat she, lady. Buy your own fucking milk. That's cat all I have to say. Stands in the hallway and watches Jughead <laughs> leave. She's like, what about the milk? And he's like, I got to go talk to the police. And she's like, what about the milk? Buy your own milk. <laughs> she's so thirsty, my cat. <laughs> Cats actually shouldn't drink milk, by the way. That's what? like Yeah, it's like not a thing they should be doing. So that cat hates her? Yeah, it's, you, you Stop don't... feeding me milk. Yeah. He's so hungry for it. You can hear his stomach rejecting it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Diarrhea <laughs> everywhere all the time. Yeah, I mean, you live with cats. You never feed them milk. I know, but I that doesn't mean I... So, like, where did this whole thing come from? I think it's like a... I don't know. It's like a movie thing. This sounds like, like an old-time thing of, like, they thought it was fine, and right. then they got around. They're like, yeah, of course. And you got to hit your children. Feed your right. Right. cat's milk and hate your children. Right. Classic things. Right, right. Sheriff Keller finds this ridiculous. He needs more proof to believe a milkman is going around killing people. I mean, there's literally two pretty big pieces of evidence, unless Ethel is a murderer, in which case... She is now. She is now. <laughs> that reminds me. Ethel calls Jughead from Offset. She's like, hey, I've been waiting to get my call sing them in another episode. Did you guys shut down for the strike? He's like, nah, nah, production's been going great. Uh, we're doing a storyline story around Brad Rayberry's death. And she's like, oh my God, I love Brad Rayberry. Oh. And he's like, were you connected to him? And she says, no. And he's like, nah, well then, otherwise we could have used you in this episode. Bye, <laughs> And she's like, hey, hey, who wrote the comic book? And he's like, whoa. Great idea. Whoa. I can't believe we didn't think about that. Many, oh, many moons ago. Shit. Dumb. Weirdly, they never show him, like, open the comic book to no. look at the credits in it. He goes to Fieldstone and just asks who wrote the comic book. Fieldstone's like, I don't know. What am I, a business owner? <laughs> right. What did I do? Pay and what commission are we, what that are we doing writer? credits over here? Get out of here. Oh, but hey, there will be a Halloween party tonight. Maybe he'll be at that. What a weird way to do business. I do, I do think it's funny. That the attitude for inviting Jagger to the Halloween party was like, listen, we're not going to tell him it's coming. <laughs> but if it comes up naturally, we'll invite him. But so so the guy like has a list of people who are, I assume, invited to the Halloween party. I <laughs> And they couldn't even like, I don't know. It's, it's so tonight. Weird. Right. I was like, you can't. I hope you have a costume. It's I a... hope he doesn't have a costume and can't show. Does he have a costume? He does wear a costume. He doesn't. You know, he does. What was the costume? Homeless. That's his costume? Is it really? <laughs> Did I miss this? He has like the little, like the, almost like a carpet bag, like the, the thing tied up around the stick That's over his shoulder. That's a fucked up costume. Yeah, especially when you see where he lives now. It's like a really nice train car. I know. <laughs> down for no reason Jughead. <laughs> fucked up. I don't like that. Jughead says he's excited to go to the Halloween party. Any excuse to not be in the same storyline as the rest <laughs> of the cast. Yeah, no one no one invites... He's not friends with anybody. No, he doesn't know those guys. That's a bummer. Jughead hears a noise outside of his train car and somebody's approaching. It's Ethel. She broke onto the Riverdale set. Yeah, he was not trying to find her. Oh, no, no. Not even a little. He's, he's like about to call the police. <laughs> uh, this girl's stalking Shit. me. She might have killed her parents. We haven't really done any deep investigations. Right. She's like, He's like, how did you get onto the set? And she's like, we have secret tunnels from season two. <laughs> Good to know. Good to remember. She says it was his call that gave her the push she needed to escape. And he says that she called him. <laughs> <laughs> and 
also, I do not want you here, which I will make clear. That's great. That's great. Can you go? Yeah. So he's the only person who lives alone in this town without parents, except for Veronica, who would absolutely not at all entertain this. And (laughs) so he asks her, hey... She's, so she's like, I need to lay low somewhere. He's like, cool, cool, cool. Not here. Right. No, so, so like, it's clear that she thinks he's going to, of course you can stay here. My house is your house. I love you. Yeah. And he's like, look, the police ransacked the place. They would have no <laughs> yeah, reason to do that again. We can't do it again. because of the cops. <laughs> right. He does not like this woman. He says, uh, instead, maybe... This guy just died. Yeah. It works. I was going to live in this dead man's apartment, but now that you're here, I can see (laughs) you should live in his apartment and I'll live here in a different place than where you are. Right, right. There's no, like, we'll share. Yeah. He has no, he hates her. She's like, oh, oh, okay. And you know what? I'm going to leave right now. (laughs) Going to leave now. You stay and I'm going to buy you a cheap. Halloween mask so no one can see we're together. I mean, no one can see you're here. <laughs> oh, man. Jughead. So, uh, the patriarchy asks if uh, Jughead knows where Ethel is. Set security is looking for her. And he's like, well, definitely don't check my house for her right now. That would be terrible if you found her there and I didn't have to see her anymore. <laughs> oh. He brings Ethel to the Halloween party she takes her masks off. It's maybe the most happening in normal party anywhere this week on the show. Seems fun. <laughs> There's like a lot of people. Yeah. And it's not over the top. No, it's great. Seems like a normal fun Halloween party. Yeah. They're going around asking who wrote The Milkman Cometh. And the third guy, Jughead, asks, says a guy named Ted Sullivan wrote it. Ted Sullivan is a writer on this show. Right? Fun. Fun little uh, thing. He does... Yeah kill himself this version dark. is dead though yeah. uh, or did he kill himself well probably he was murdered by a milkman probably yeah in his suicide note he says he'll never write a story as good as that one and then this guy in the devil costume says that the real monster is us and sure unless it's ethel yeah throwing that out there yeah. or a murderous milkman could be that also. I, I do like the idea that the milkman who kills people killed the writer of the story. And it was yeah. like, great story. It was so good, I couldn't live. <laughs> right, right. And that, uh, like, this art snob was like, I know what he means. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> actually, actually, no, no. No, it was just like a guy. That would be funny if, like, it turned out there was no motive either. He's just like, I just like killing people. And I Blood ha- in the milk supply. I happen to have this job. So fun. So, like, Ethel and Jughead get back to the dead man's apartment, and Ethel's like, do you want to, like, come inside? And Jughead's like, wow, no way. Absolutely not. (laughs) Oh, it's so sad to me because he's trying to be so nice about it, and it's so obvious. Yeah, no, that's a dead man's apartment. Mm. I really, I feel uncomfortable. I don't want to spend any time there. I have to, you should stay. You should stay. You should stay. This is exactly what's right for you. You go inside, and I'm going to leave. And so she goes inside, (laughs) and she enters past the milkman and then this fucking cat lady <laughs> stops jughead on the way out she's like hey sorry i heard milk and i thought you know at that dead man's apartment some milk might have finally showed up so i can feed my cat girl get your own milk there is a person who apparently delivers it to your door what is happening 
You gotta, you gotta leave the house. You gotta go outside and get some milk. Jughead runs back to the apartment and finds the milkman dead. And Ethel killed him. So I guess she says, "I'm going to be in this TV show again." <laughs> Let me stay, please. I, if I thought. It's too bad the Mugman is dead, because I was immediately going to be like, well, we'll have no problem finding him. We just need to take this lady outside, and she'll track him down. I hear it! (laughs) Milk bottles! Wait, just follow the sound. Genius. (laughs) But I guess he's dead. So we solved it. Problem solved. Thank God we have that plot taken care of. Now we can get back to what we love best on this show. Betty being horny for people. Yeah. Oh, man. I have so many thoughts. Wow. We'll get there. Where would you like to start? Who's your best costume this week? Oh, Reggie, by far. I agree. Reggie's costume yeah. is really good. Yeah. Can't can't deny it. No new people this season, this episode, right? Hmm. We're seeing Dilton again, but... Right. We know Dilton. We know Dilton. We love Dilton. Yeah. And, and Ethel's back. Nobody special yeah. is back this week. Yeah. I mean, Ethel is... Has been here this season. Has been here. Is special. Stop trying to talk about Ethel. <laughs> Nobody Why is everyone Ethel? trying to talk about Ethel? <laughs> it's almost like she was a key part of Betty it. over here being like, I don't know Ethel. Stop it. <laughs> I like to go into her house to hook up with my many men. Betty's going to be so pissed Ethel's back in town. Like, oh, great. Her. Do you have to get back the book? <laughs> oh, the I suppose book you'll be wanting your house keys back. <laughs> Crazy. So we got best boy in Riverdale? Best girl or boy? Uh, sure. I'm gonna give it to Reggie for best boy in Riverdale. He he did. He didn't have to leave. I think Betty would have loved it if they'd both stayed. But well, he did. They'll go with the bulldog. That was a foolish mistake. Yeah. I I truly was like that goes against everything in your character to do sure. this right now, yeah, that was and weird. I didn't really understand it. But now we can know that he's either dead or not. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It'll be either something what? happened or something didn't happen. Right. And I'm thinking it didn't happen. Probably didn't happen. Yeah. <clears throat> but it, I, I do like your idea that Julian could be dead. Yeah. How fun. Oh, fantastic. Love it. And what about you? What do you got? Who do you got? Huh. I, I a man, gotta... A woman? I think Cheryl. Mm. Honestly. Because Cheryl was like, fuck this sleepover. Yeah, the sleepover sucks. I'm going to go make out with my girlfriend during a performance for Rocky Horror Picture and Show. And totally fine and normal. Yeah. I'm going to go we, have a burger. We understand what song we're singing. Yeah. It, we're not questioning where it came from. No. It's a normal thing. It's a normal thing to do. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the rumor mill. Oh my God. Okay. So my first thought is, what if this milkman is just a milkman? And Ethel murdered her parents. I don't know. What if? I don't know. Because I'm just like... Oh, no. We have to stop Ethel? Maybe. Like, are we worried about that? I don't know. I'm kind of worried about what it. What happens if she's free? What if What if she's a serial killer? I don't know. What if she's a serial killer? I don't know. I like that. Why? I don't know. I like serial killer women. It's my type. Have they ever had a female villain in the show? Um. Yes, but not like a main villain. Right. That's yeah. what I thought. What else? I had another thought. Oh, my thought is that Reggie's going to come to, like, Archie's house in the middle of the night in, like, two days and be like, uh, the bulldogs are dead, but I'm not. But they're going to think I killed gonna them It's going to take him two something. days to show up? Yeah, it's going to be, like, a thing where they think He's Reggie's He's going to be missing because he yeah. can't be caught there. Yeah, like, he was driving or something, or he tried to save them, 
and he couldn't. And for some reason, he thinks he's going to get kicked out of the basketball team or whatever. And that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But I don't really have any other theories other than I don't think Reggie's dead. I do think Julian might be dead. And this time, Trail will be like, well, good riddance. One less problem that I have to deal with in my family. R.I.P. Julian. And then she just kind of like saunters off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A little quick. The whole family's like, we're happy now. Yeah, yeah. He was actually the problem the whole time. He's going to solve a lot of things for us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cliff is like, wait, I don't hate women. I just hate him. Right. Well, all my anger really targeted, though. Crazy how that works. Mm. Hey, do you have any other theories? Just keep wondering why they bring in so many people to be in one scene I know. in any given week. Like, that's not where the money needs to go. Part of me wonders if you create um, a contract with somebody where it's like, okay, like, let's say it's Penelope, right? <clears throat> like, they're like, we are going to contract her for 11 episodes. And we know that, like, the next few episodes, we're really not going to need her. So maybe we shoehorn her into, like, one scene. That's what I'm thinking. Because I, otherwise, listen, why? I, I feel you. But at the same time, you could just go, hey, hun, we're just going to pay you. And that's you're not going to be in this one. That's fair. Is that okay? And she'll be like, that's great. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because like if it's contracted out. Because I know they'll do that with like special guest stars sometimes. Yeah. Be like you're going to be in seven episodes this season. Cool. And then they are. But then you'll also plan a seven episode storyline around this right. person. I don't think. What's the difference between a guest star and a special guest star? Is it just the the? I think level a guest star guest star is like anybody. I think you've picked up through probably your traditional casting process. Sure, where your casting director had a bunch of people uh, up for it. You watch their, you know, their live tapes, and you pick the person and their, you know, guest cast for the episode. Sure, and like a special guest star might be something where like you're reaching out to a specific person for a specific role that will probably recur over multiple episodes or whatever reason and you're going to pay them above like a premium rate a higher or a higher rate scale whatever it is interesting yeah and they get a special credit which would be special something guest you argue for right yeah and that... there's also like special guest appearance right which can be you're in the whole episode or you're a cameo uh but it probably pays yeah. higher and might be have to deal with some special legalese or something. I bet it is also something that you fight for. Like if you're like a bigger star. Right. These are like, like the kinds of things where like agents and managers care about whose name goes in front of whose. And yeah. Like, you know, they care about the numbers on the call sheet and what the posters look like. I'm not sure how often like actors care about that. You know, there was a thing in Avengers Endgame with Denai Guerrero. Where uh, she was a Koye in Black Panther. She was in Walking Dead. I still haven't seen Black Panther, which I feel like I know but I you've, should have. You've seen this woman before. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her character's name on Walking Dead? Michonne. Yes, of course. Okay, yes. Well, she's one of the only people who survives Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Good and for her. so when they're hiding all of the plot of Endgame, she is in the marketing for Endgame a lot. Right. A movie she is in two scenes three yeah three of uh but she's on the poster for it but her name isn't on the poster for it and you can imagine maybe her agent and her both agreed being like this is a marketing ploy yeah i don't need to be you know that essentially featured but also as like the black woman on the poster fans were kind of upset 
that her name wasn't on the poster. Well, her so name then, wasn't, but she was. Yes. So yeah. then as a fan reaction, they put her name on the poster. Oh, interesting. And she did all of the marketing for that movie. She did a ton of interviews for that movie. I wonder if that's also part of it. It's like, if you're going to be... Um, you have to do a lot more publicity, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, it's interesting. Like, you, Do you remember like Scream? How do, do I remember Scream? The, the movie Scream. Which one? The, well, you probably don't actually remember this that well. Oh, uh, the Drew young. Barrymore thing. Yeah, how Drew Barrymore was like featured in it's all the It's crazy, because when I see... When you watch that Scream trailer, it's very clearly all footage from that one... Yeah. Like, it's not like they filmed extra stuff of her to make it seem that way. It's... I, I feel like fans would see through that something like that today, but they we'd also have more have... opportunity to rewatch the trailer. Yeah, and I also think that... I mean, they do sometimes do things like that where, like, somebody who's not really heavily featured in a movie will be a prominent part of the trailer. Like, I think there was that movie with, like, Ryan Reynolds and I think it was Jake Gyllenhaal and, like, one of them dies really early. Hmm. Spoilers. I want to see the movie with life. Spoilers. The space movie. The space movie. Mm. I didn't see it, so I'm... I think one of them dies. You didn't see it, early. but you're spoiling it right now. <laughs> yes, for people. For everyone, so no one can see it. <laughs> no one can enjoy Caitlin the movie. Caitlin hates the movie Life, which I heard is an okay alien. Right, type I think movie. it's fine. I think it's a fine movie, but I think it was like, like sometimes it's like you'll have somebody be in the trailer in the marketing, so that when they die, it's like crazy. Totally. It's like a yeah. thing. Sometimes I can backfire where you're like expecting them to come back the whole yeah. movie. You're like, yeah, but. Come on, really? Right. And this isn't like, even... He's not even in the marketing. But I'll never forget yeah. at the start of, like, Mission Impossible 4, Josh Holloway, Sawyer from Lost... Sawyer from Lost. ...is in the movie. And I'm like, oh, well, he's got to be the villain, right? Right. He'll come back. He'll be alive at the end. 100%. He never comes back. But I spent the whole movie being like, there's got to be more Holloway on the way. <laughs> it's so weird to me how the people from Lost were such huge deals for such a short amount of time. Like, Lost was on for... Seven seasons? Five seasons? It was huge. It changed huge. the nature of television and television writing. As far as anyone to gain a career out of it, it's pretty much just Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. And, and even her career is, like, rocky, I'd say. Yeah, I wouldn't say that she has, like, a super... Now, for some of them, well, they're very good. We know why Jack from Lost doesn't have much of a career after Lost. Is he not a good actor? He drinks a lot and seems oh, to be a problem behind the scenes. Really? Right. Oh. Josh Holloway had a bunch of TV success, which makes sense. He's network TV handsome. He is very network TV handsome. I cannot think of a single uh, other show. Terry O'Quinn. Oh, he's... Who was... Yeah, uh, he's had TV stuff. Yeah, he. I think he's a... I mean, he was older when they yeah. started the show. He'd be like a TV guy after that. Remember, Michelle Rodriguez was in season two. Oh, she's two. great. Yeah. So, like, she's exploded. Did great And, job. like, a lot of the tail section guys have had more success than the front of the plane. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Hurley's whole career is, like, if he shows him on a TV show, you go, that's Hurley. Right, right. But, you know, also, like, there's this thing about Jack Horseman, which I love, where it's talking about how the dad from the Brady Bunch was always, like, kind of mad that he was on the Brady Bunch because he was, like, a like a theater trained mm-hmm. you know shakespearean actor and he's like I can't oh for do. real okay yeah again this is on bojack so i'm just like no but them. this is this Probably is what true. um uh patrick stewart talks about well like a he, lot he was basically the dad from brady bunch was always like oh i can't believe i have to do this like stupid show but like the character on bojack was like not everyone even gets to do the brady bunch version of like what they desperately like want to do mm-hmm. and so bojack should be you know happy or whatever but i was like that i was like yeah that's true like 
you know, we might be like, oh, what happened to like so-and-so? It's like, oh, well, they were on a huge fucking hit show for five seasons. They probably made a bunch of money. Yeah, maybe. What are you doing, Caitlin? Maybe they're done. Maybe <laughs> they, I think a lot of these guys do a lot of Comic-Con appearances. Oh, I'm sure those make you so know, much Jin money. You know, Jin and Sun, Jin has had a career. He's yeah. been in a bunch of stuff. He He's he's like constantly like on the precipice of being the lead of something. Yeah. He, he is unfortunately never the lead. And then Sun... I don't know. I haven't seen her in anything else, but maybe she's in Korea shooting stuff. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm sure, honestly, everyone is doing well. But it's yeah. kind of funny how it's like we, though, compare everybody's next stuff. In, like, I'm blaming myself for this. But, like, we blame everybody's stuff uh, that they do after, like, their biggest thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, you've n- you're never better positioned to get, like, something hot yeah. out of it. But, like, we can talk about the Riverdale cast. They were probably best positioned to get a job from out of this a couple years ago. And they yeah. might be a little bit over that right now, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that... I do think that the the characters... Not the characters. The actors will be fine. I'm sure. curious, though, who's going to really pop off. Because sometimes it's people you don't expect. Or, you know, who wants to. Yeah. At this point. Because, yeah. like, there's a difference between how old they were starting this job and what their ambitions might have been. How will they are finishing it and what their ambitions might be now? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I'm curious. The person that I think is most unexpected, Charles Melton, is in like some like very high brown movie coming out of the uh, Cannes Film Festival. And I'm very curious if he's going to be the one who like gets you, an Oscar or not. But are we looking for highbrow from any of these guys? We're not, but he's already doing That's it. That's my thing. It's yeah. like my favorite thing is Charles Melton does is always comedic. Right. He's always doing faces and poses and little bits that are hilarious. And he's a very engaging and entertaining screen presence, especially with a Reggie who isn't, I'm the cool bad boy thing that he was asked to play for so long. But again, if he wins an Oscar, that's great for him. It's just that like, I want to see him. I, I do want to see him succeed. I'm just shocked that that's the, the direction he's going in because I feel like that's not his strength. You want to see him being a silly little goose. I don't want to see everyone be a silly little goose. I think KJ is a silly little goose. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. KJ should do KJ, Red and Reggie, and and uh, Kevin should do three men and a baby. Oh, I love that. That would be it could be KJ's baby. Hilar- be, be hilarious. Be fun. Crazy. Be great. Yes. Wow. So what are you watching? Uh, I have nothing except Spider-Man. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty wild stuff. I heard um, it ends on a cliffhanger. It. This is the year of part ones. Great. Uh, at least the next Mission Possible says part one in the title. But yeah, it does end on a to be continued. Dun dun. Um, it's just incredible to look at. Like, obviously, oh, the multiverse is so hot right now. So hot right now. The choice or the ability that an animated movie has to actually change what it looks like when you go from place to place and not in the superficial way that Doctor Strange did. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. And it might just change the entire animation industry. Dun dun. The one before this one did i don't know if you've seen a lot of animated movies that have come out since 2018 not really honestly there's been a shift the mitchells versus the machines is on netflix and Mm -hmm. that one's got a lot of the very similar comic booky like 
embellishments of like line work and stuff added to everything. Uh, the new Puss in Boots that kind of rips. I hear people on, love it. It's good. It's on Peacock. And that one doesn't look like any other Shrek movie has ever looked. It looks much more like this. And they're all looking more like this and moving away from that kind of Pixar look that everything was following for so long, yeah. which is great. And I heard that this movie took so long to design and make. And the artists at the end of it were still like, we don't ever want to stop working on this movie <laughs> because it's the most creatively fulfilled they've ever been, okay. despite the huge amount of labor that it was. Yeah. Well, uh, and good. It seems like it's just hitting deep for everybody, and I hope it makes a billion dollars. More money than Mario, like I said. And <laughs> That's the it's bar. It's so good, and I need the second one now. It's genuinely, like, my only problem with this movie is that it's not five hours long. Interesting. Most people don't feel that way about any if movie. There was, so. If there was a version of this that was just the first movie, an intermission, and the second movie, I would sign up. I love that. Maybe one day. Mm-hmm. You could also just watch them back to back, I guess, but yeah. At my house? At your house. With, listen, that screen's not big enough. It's only 75 inches. I right. need a bigger screen. Could you find a way to make all your TVs into one TV? That's... Three panels? I do think about that because, you know, the Regal or whatever one has screen X. Yeah. It where is. it plays on the side walls of the theater. I'm like, can I, how can I get that file for, yeah. for, for Top Gun and play that on my three TVs in my living How room. That, so it's just like one TV is clouds. Like it's like they it was like the footage of them flying through the sky they actually had shot wider, so it like shows the rest of the plane. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. <laughs> what are you watching? I actually okay, so I watched this so okay, the long story short of it is do you remember how I was saying I was going to that Elliot Page event? Okay, and I was like, and Kate Mara is gonna be the QA moderator. Intriguing. Which was cool because Kate Mara and Elliot Page, like Elliot Page um, wrote in his book that they like had a secret like love affair or something. Uh, not even surprising. Yeah, not when they su- did that tiny detective thing. What is that? It was a true detective bit where they were the detectives, and the bit was they're so small. That's really funny. I'm gonna <laughs> go back and watch that. But so they were in love briefly, and now are not in love. I guess maybe I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, so Kate Mara was supposed to be the Q and A moderator, and it wasn't Kate Mara, but instead it was May Martin. I'm obsessed with Mae Martin now. Mae Martin is a comedian. Um, they're non-binary. They have like short blonde hair. And they are buddies with Ellen Page. They're both Canadian. But Mae has lived in like London for like most of their life because their dad is English and et cetera, et cetera. But they have a stand-up special on Netflix called Sap, which I just thought was absolutely hilarious. But my favorite little bit was that their parents told them and their sister that when they were like, I don't know, in their 20s that they drove underneath a moose. That there was like a moose so big that they like, like drove underneath it. Wow. And so like their whole life they were trying to figure out if this is like possible or real. <laughs> and they like figured out that like technically it's like just possible and which is like so they so choose annoying. to believe it's real well or? they're like how could it be real they're like all like it's like just possible mm-hmm. it, it's just hilarious and i ended up watching their show like the first two episodes of their show on netflix called feel good mm-hmm. which i think was like a british show but is on netflix now which is also really funny but i haven't gotten through it but i just mm-hmm. the standard special totally worth watching absolutely hilarious may Martin was just so funny in this q a 
that I was like, I got to go watch like everything that Mae Martin has ever created. Absolutely hilarious. So, and it's M-A-E. I'm sure Mae Martin is like a popular person. It's not like some super obscure person, but um, I, this was the first time like really like watching something obsessed. I'm obsessed. I love them. I hope to meet them one day. If one of you guys are friends with Were you May, at the event? I was, but it was a huge event. Oh, okay. It was like, a, I thought it would honestly be like a small, like mm-hmm. bookstore event. Yeah. No, Elliot Page has a lot of fans. Yeah. The funniest thing though. They're very popular. So He's was, very popular? He's very popular. But the funniest thing was, they, it was a, a Los Angeles Times event. And so they played like a video that was like, oh, like celebrities reading books at Los Angeles Times events or whatever. And it was like all these people and everyone was like cheering for like whatever. I forgot what the other celebrities were. It's like cheering. Yay. Love, yeah, love, yeah, like yeah, whatever. whatever. You're fine. Except for Megan Trainer, who got booed. And I was like, and this was a very obviously queer event. Megan Trainer. And I was like, what did Megan Trainer do to the queer community? I'm sure there was something because people were booing her. I was like, what happened? I was like, I didn't think that Megan Trainer was a particularly controversial. I asked, what? They just don't like her. <laughs> like, we don't like your music I know. <laughs> and i understand she did get the double toilets for her and her husband which is some straight nonsense but like i don't know it can't be that i want to know i'm gonna google it i hope she didn't do something like so bad that i should know but really yeah, interesting you're about to get called out by people yeah i hope not i don't know i was just like wow maybe it was just like a few people they were being like particularly like vocal but anyway, Elliot Page is amazing. I have his book now. It's called Page Boy, which I think is a great title. May Martin. <clears throat> I love May Martin. End of end of sentence. Excellent. Yeah. You want to watch the trailer for next week's episode? I do. And then I have to go because I have to watch Boogeyman. I feel like an imposter. I want to tell my story. I actually want to have some fun. I'm also slightly jealous. I feel so different from everyone else. I certainly won't be shaking my pom-poms while my brother hovers between life and death. God damn it. Now I have even more questions. Now I have even more questions. That actually didn't look exciting at all. (laughs) So Julian is in a coma. Great. Cool. I have no questions. They're like, that's a lot. No, it just looks like it's more of this. I did notice Betty was wearing sunglasses inside. It looks like both of the girls are. Huh. They hung over? I bet <laughs> Betty will be horny next week. Bet so. Maybe with sunglasses, less horny. Maybe. maybe. She'll see less. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like her eye powers yes, exactly. last season. But now she can see when other people are horny. Wild. Crazy. Well, anyway, John, it's been real. All right, you got to go. Over and out, River Vixens.